Welcome back to all new the Giant Concert by Robert Podcast with our co-host, me and Christian's co-host, Harley Quinn the Cat. <laughs> She's legit chilling right next to me because she knows in T-minus 30 minutes, our neighborhoods, our respective neighborhoods is going to start popping up for fireworks. Oh yeah, it's been like, I you know, I don't want to say a war zone because it hasn't gotten to that level yet, but it has definitely been like a lot of warning shots. For you, it's not a war zone. Over here it is. Last Mine night, will get closer. That's for sure. Last night was the worst. A couple of them landed near my windows. Ooh. I'm like, it's, it's it's all good. I can go to sleep through it. I, I legit, in, in early, that was at 12.34 a.m. That's when mm-hmm. I went to sleep. And that's early for me. Going to bed at 12.30 is early for me. Oh, yeah. that's That's like you... That's like you basically going to an early bird special. Yeah. And I don't want to be thinking about an early bird special until I'm at least 75. <laughs> Even though there's nothing wrong with an early bird special. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Because when we used to work at Trade Tech, um, when we actually leave you guys to your own devices, um, <laughs> some, uh, me and my friends, um, uh, Freddie, Jimmy, Link, we'll go to Denny's, Denny's around like, five, like 4 or 5 o'clock. Oh, nice. Hardly anyone at that downtown downtown LA Denny's, which is the best. Oh yeah, I, I damn it's been a while since I've gone to that Denny's. Now I think about it. Yeah, but it's like right there around the corner from the Blue Line stop, except mm-hmm. the 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 main hub that connects to the red and blue line, a uh, red and purple line. Oh yeah. Uh, oh days, but we're not asking for Denny's to be a sponsor. We're asking, and we're not today. Not today. Well, we're laying off Pornhub and Braziers. Pollo El- I mean, do you mean Brazzers, by the way? Yeah, Brazzers. I don't care. I was watching. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 gonna keep it one hundred. I saw my favorite um, adult actress, Danny Daniels. Huh? She was wearing the brazier. Ah, uh, so yeah, it's gonna get twisted. Ah, uh, damn. And the thing, <laughs> I'm the same age as her. Oh damn! Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anywho, Pollo Campero, <laughs> yo, we would love for you to sponsor us. We we love fried chicken, and I and I love Salvadorian fried chicken. I know before we recorded, I said Korean fried chicken is the business, but it's the spices, it's the flavor, it it's the culmination the- of all of that perfect like golden brown crust and then the spices that we technically i can go to like up the superior market and get them but it's the spices i can get at the Mm -hmm. moment and the empanadas oh my god i can kill for some i can legit i have my knife in my hand right now i can legit kill right now for empanada it would be a worthwhile death yes you just got to tell the person, like, hey, I'm killing you for empanadas. They'll be like, oh, no, I understand. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and fade off. <laughs> and y'all probably thinking, what kind of empanadas does? I'm partial to a, a good pollo, a good chicken empanada. But give me, this is more Americanized, though. Apple cinnamon. An apple cinnamon empanada will work for me. Interesting. I actually had a I had a friend who could do that, and she hooked it up. Hmm. It, it is. It, oh my god, it's so good. 
You know, I don't think I've actually tried that. Yeah. Um, and I forgot what restaurant. Taco Bell. <laughs> what? <laughs> Taco Bell. This was like, oh, man. This, I'm definitely aging myself. For, for, oh, a, good, so, for a good long so, while. For a good long while, Taco Bell had a lot of more ethnic style foods. And over like over time, they started like letting go certain stuff. So empanadas was one of them. Mm-hmm. So they they used to do empanadas. Um, they even did one with their iconic, um, their questionable seasoned beef. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Um, hell, Jack in the Box used to sell apple pies. Yeah, that's right. They did, huh? Yep, and used to sell taquitos. Yep. Damn. Anyway, this it is was not... an, a nice alternative to the tacos there. Yeah. But besides El, um, I was about to say El Pollo. Besides Pollo Campero, this is not the food podcast. Maybe one day we'll do a food cast. That wouldn't be a bad idea. You guys want to hear a mukbang? Nah, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. We know we technically already did one because I ate. A drumstick through the whole episode. Oh yeah. So technically, we did one. So we're not gonna do one again. I'm gonna hear myself licking ice cream. Not a good look. Not a good look. Anywho, um, this podcast is gonna be more general topic specific, like what we used to do. I know we said we was gonna go um, more free form, talk about whatever we wanted to talk about. But a lot of stuff happened during this week, um, like me losing my phone. Yeah. Impatience. That situation still have yet to be rectified. Yeah, I have to wait another four days for a new phone. Like, now you have to be patient. <laughs> um, PlayStation 5 was revealed. Holy I shit. know, big-ass big news. I, I honestly wasn't expecting it because I was thinking they were going to bitch out again. I know. I thought they were going to make us wait as well. Um, Starbucks fucking up um, in the news. I mean, what's new? Um, Trump. This is not, and once again, this is not a Onion article. Trump really wants to nuke a hurricane. I know you probably heard this last August, but it's rearing its dunce head all over again. again. Yes. Um, Batwoman. Um, There's a lot of things that's been going on for like the last month and a half about um the, the, everything that's connected with Ruby Rose and uh, the Batwoman. Um, so right. Some new information came out. We're gonna, I want to uh, at least talk about that. Um, and then lastly, we're going to um, give a remembrance to the great Denny O'Neill, um, one of the most iconic DC editors and writers of all time, um, who I've got to meet at one time in 2008 with Marv Wolfman. I'm just two chill, two cool dudes. That I got to meet um, within the comic industry, and and I can legit say, did not see the color of my skin, or just they just want to know, did I knew my comic book facts? Yeah, <laughs> and let's just say, I was eighty yeah. percent. I'm not good with um, certain characters' origins. I'm not like oh, it, yeah. it, it took me a minute to remember Beast Boy premiered in Doom Patrol. Not in solo title. I was like, oh man, I'm a noob. I'm a noob. Even though you're really not. 
know, and it just sometimes I, I will forget. Oh yeah, like that's why we're probably not gonna be on the showdown at any time. <laughs> Maybe, but if we do end up on the showdown, there is a possibility we'll play for one season as a team, and then we get separated. Yeah, yeah, that's super true. So, I, 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 that that's a bone to pick. I got to make with uh, Christian Harlow. <laughs> split up my favorite teams. But let's start off with uh, the stupider one before we get to the more freeform, something that's not going to make us go loopy. The meat and potatoes of this uh, podcast here. So this is from the Washington Post. Look at us, people. We upgrading. We, we, we get into the Washington Post, y'all. <laughs> All right. So it says a new bill will prohibit the president from nuking a hurricane. Yes, you heard that. Per- prohibiting Trump from nuking a hurricane. You must really, really want to like drop a bomb somewhere really badly because to have to actually like limit a presidential power, being specifically like, you know, like no skateboarding in the lobby. It's just like nobody should have to put that up, but the fact that it exists is just like, come on, man, what happened here? So to give context, last August. Axios reported that President Trump repeatedly asked the top top national security officials to consider using nuclear bombs to weaken or destroy hurricanes. Now, one congresswoman wants to make it illegal for Trump or any president, for that matter, to act on this um, on this idea, which experts say would be both ineffective and extremely dangerous. Um, on June first, which is um, basically twelve days ago. Um, State Representative um, Sylvia Garcia, uh, Democrat of Texas, um, introduced the Climate Change and Hurricane Correlation and Strategy Act. They sure love the long-ass titles. But then somebody's going to say, well, you like the term paranormal investigation and eliminations. Yeah, because that means (laughs) Ghostbusters, bitch. (laughs) So, anywho, um, a bill that would explicably... Um, explicitly, expi- uh, fuck it, prohibits the president, along with any other federal agent, um, agency or official, from employing a nuclear bomb or other strategic weapons with the goal of altering weather patterns or addressing climate change. This is some comic book shit. No way, shape, or form, a nuclear bomb or missile of any form kind is going to stop warm climate and cold climate coming together to create said hurricane which yeah. will also create a fucking tsunami it will not work he's just he's just straight up thinking like literal cartoon logic and it's really weird to think that he's, he's in any sort of position to actually affect something like that oh my fucking god this, this we're, we're not literally in DC nor Marvel or IDW or Hellboy's world no. It's like if it's like next he's gonna equip all the firefighters in the country with grenades so they can blow up the fire. Like how much logic does that make sense? Like that does not make sense. It's, it don't. Now I do wish I had Roy Mustang powers from Full Metal Alchemist. His his alchemy power because he can start fires and he can take them away. <laughs> See, boom! I talk about I can I know anime people. See, I just, mm. I just referenced Roy Mustang. 
His full name, Colonel Roy Mustang, at that. <laughs> Bitches. You gotta put that little respect on that name. Anywho, <laughs> in a phone interview, Garcia told the Washington Post that the bill was drafted as a direct response to last year's report that Trump has floated the idea of nuking hurricanes to his senior Homeland Security and National Security Advisors. Trump denied ever making, as always, he denied making such um, suggestion in a tweet shortly after Axios published its report. See, this is why the president should never be on Twitter. When he goes on the news and say, no, I did not say that. And then we just uncover your fucking tweet. It's like he comes back to Twitter like he's trying to talk to his diary. Like, don't, don't nobody tell anybody what I just wrote down. <laughs> the bill, which is, has um, has co-sponsors, no co-sponsors, and no hearing at this time, and appears unlikely is going to make it out of a committee um, anytime soon. Um, it has been referred to three committees, the Armed Services, Energy, Com- um, and Commerce, and the Science, Space, and Technology um, committees. Now, literally, I think everyone in each of those fucking committees would be like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. No, no one should use a fucking nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that no one is speaking up. It just shows you how fucked our government is. Yeah. Like, I heard there's a 45,000 45, um, petition for Canada to invade the U.S. <laughs> Did I sign it? Yes. Because <laughs> in, the, in the words of my friend Patrick Theron... The U.S. needs to maple the fuck up. Maple up. It makes no fucking sense that we get a one-time check for $1,200 while Canada, for the next six months, they get $2,000 a month. Well, they have they have better health care over there than we do, so they have yeah. like a better sense of like community in general. Yes, Canada has Everybody's better... not trying to slit each other's goddamn throat every day. Now... There are yes, there are Canada do have the same kind of problems we do with racial issues, and um, their um, Prime Minister Trudeau actually last Friday, if I remember, um, actually made a video in in his office with surrounded with other cabinet members, um, making note of the of they know they are they're not helping the black community as much as they can in Canada throughout Canada. Mm-hmm. That is what a leader is supposed to do. Yeah. It's like okay, we have a problem, let's address it. Yes. Meanwhile, in the US, we have a stupid fucking president who wants to nuke nu- um who wants to nuke hurricanes calling Black Lives Matter movement terrorists. And have the goal on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is known as was the original Black Wall Street, which was bombed by the U.S. The U.S. bombing their own fucking town to give a fucking speech. If that don't show you how fucking racist the entire cabinet, this fucking cabinet is. You all need to unfollow me. Don't DM me. Don't follow me. Don't follow this podcast. If I see you on the street, I'm slapping the shit out of you. I'm serious. If you tweet at me, I can find you. 
I will Jay and Silent Bob you. If you don't know, watch Jay and Bob Strikes Back. My favorite Jay and Silent, my favorite favorite Kevin Smith movie of all time. <laughs> but fucking hell. Moving on. I'm gonna get angry. Already there a little bit. Yeah. This is <laughs> <laughs> This is from the Hill. Like I said, people, we're moving on up. Starbucks bans now this happened on to make a note, this happened on June eleventh. And this one this is fucking funny. Alright. Starbucks bans employees from wearing anything in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. 24 hours later, real quick, 24 hours later, Starbucks will now allow employees to wear Black Lives Matter apparel. Hey guys, we were just kidding. Dude, your ship has sunk. Alright? Yep. Look, you already fucked up. I knew, I knew some shit was going to happen like this. Remember when they did that, like... That that thing, what was it? The when they wanted to like start conversations about like racial injustice when you buy coffee. Yep. Yeah. When they get just when that one yeah Star- Starbucks kicked out the African American man who was just waiting for his friends. Yeah, and I was just like, you, I was just like, that seems like you're way too hard covering a response to something where you realize that you guys have been tolerating like some racist crap. And you're like trying to put a band-aid on it. This just kind of solidified it for me. I was just like, all right. I don't think I don't see you, Starbucks. Don't think the world don't see you. Yeah. And I know some people going to be like, well, Ike Perlmutter. Yeah, we, everybody knows about Ike Perlmutter. We all know mm-hmm. how he's homophobic, racist, how he tried to stop Kevin Feige. When Kevin Feige had to answer to Ike Perlmutter, he almost, we almost did not have Captain Marvel or Black Panther. We almost did not have certain MCU characters and also MCU films because of Ike Perlmutter. The fact is, yeah, he is a multi-billionaire who has a stranglehold on Marvel side. But the thing is, though, we have um, oh fuck, um, former CEO of Disney. Oh, uh, Bob Iger. Yeah, Bob Iger. When Marvel got bought out by Disney, what Bob Iger do? He was like, okay. And he probably recognized it right off the bat because he can't fire him. He's not going to lose money like that. So he's like, okay, Perlmutter, you got Marvel, you got Marvel Studios. I mean, Marvel um, Television Division and everything else over there. Kevin mm-hmm. Feige got all the films. Yes, he'll still have to answer to you, ask you to use specific characters. But until then, you stay over there, he stays over here. And look what's happening. Marvel Studios... Is flourishing under Disney. Yeah, say what you will about Disney, but at least we don't have to deal with Perlmutter until yeah. Feige needs to use Daredevil, Luke Cage, Punisher, and Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones. Yeah, especially now that they're all back under them. Yep, and the Inhumans. So. Oh, the Inhumans too? Yep, Perlmutter has all those characters. Now Marvel, yes, Marvel owns their characters again, except for except for Namor and Hulk. But Feige, um, but those characters who I just mentioned, Feige does not have access to those characters. Marvel has access to those characters, which is I know is fucking weird, but it is what it is. That's why you didn't see Daredevil in most of Spider-Man's cartoons or any of the other um, 
MCU laden um, cartoons. Um, the last time any of those characters were all together in a cartoon, my, actually minus Daredevil, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, really? Yep. There is an episode where you do see Wolverine. You do see Spider-Man hanging out with Wolverine. Um, I don't have a problem with Drake Bell. I like Josh Keaton as the voice of Spider-Man, but you know that's here or there. Uh, I think Drake, Drake Bell did a, a good job for what it was. But here's the thing: I, there's the we're moving from Starbucks. Just... Yeah. <laughs> they, they... Oh yeah, we we kind of flew past the Starbucks thing to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, what's what's more there to say? They fucked up. I mean, like. People are still gonna go to you guys. That's no, they're not yeah. There's there's still gonna be people going to go get really expensive dessert, thinking it's coffee. Yeah, um, I do like that. There, no horchata makes better um, green matcha. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. All right, so don't 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 don't, don't kill my joy. Right. Uh, I'm saying it's it's all right. It's just not for me. All right, but um. Drake, uh, now the controversy with Spider-Man and Drake Bell situation. Josh Keaton recorded lines for Avengers: Earth Mightiest Heroes as Spider-Man. That would have directly tied in with um, Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But Marvel's Spider-Man was going on at the time as Avengers: Earth Mightiest Heroes. So yes, logistically it makes sense to get Drake Bell, who's already currently playing Spider-Man. And not an act, not the voice actor who played Spider-Man three, three to four years prior to Avengers: Earth Minus Heroes coming on the air. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand why, but it's the fact that you made him record this these lines and then you redub them with Drake Bell. Yeah, but there's no information of him getting paid for it. I need to. Well, know, I mean, yeah. I need to know. Did you do your due diligence and pay the man for his time? I would hope so, at least. But, but uh, you know how you know how studios can be sometimes. Yeah, and this was not under Kevin Feige. Oh yeah, even more so then. Jeff Loeb was under this one. The dude from Vegas? No, I'm just joking. I, I don't get that reference. A- anybody who watched Tiger King, well. Yeah, I, 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 I can, I can proudly say I've never watched Tiger King. Dude, it, it's not something you need in your life, but once it's there, it's just like Jesus Christ. I'm an atheist. <laughs> I don't need Jesus Christ. Oh no, I don't mean it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, fuck you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but Avengers: Everybody's Heroes, though, is it's it's actually on Disney Plus, so definitely check it out. Um, it sucks that we got the Fantastic Four in there as well. Um, the first appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy in animation form before um, Guardians of the Galaxy was in a live action movie. Um, Rocket is per- now, if you watch it, I'll say this now Rocket is Irish in the animated series. What he's not the Rocket, he's not the Joe Pesci sounding Rocket like from Bradley Cooper in the live action films. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the voice actor who did Rocket in um, Avengers Earth Minus Heroes did the voice of Rocket in Marvel vs. Capcom. So he kept the Irish speaking for Rocket. 
That's that's funny. I I want to see that now. So it's like, wh- what? When did Rocket become fucking? I like when you look at Rocket pre Bradley Cooper and pre animated um Rocket Raccoon. I did not. I could not put a voice to him at all. Uh huh. And then when you watch Guardians and then you see Guardians and Avengers are Mightiest Heroes, it's like, uh, I <laughs> you really like sit there like. I think so, I, I prefer Bradley Cooper. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So d- does that mean that Bradley Cooper right now is like the defining Rocket Raccoon voice for you? Yeah, he is. I, um, even though the of the voice actor who did, did it before Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. I would prefer to get that Rocket redubbed. Now, um, the event, um, Guardians of the Galaxy animated series has a Rocket that's almost similar to Bradley Cooper. So... At least they can replicate it with other actors. Okay. Like, there's a style there, but not a, like, direct vocal copy. Yeah. So, no Irish no Irish uh, rocket. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing an Irish rocket. Like, I mean, I want to see what it looks like first, but it the idea doesn't sound bad to me. Um, well, so the sudden differences, differences before we move over. Um, oh, they all wore... The same costume, same uniforms, like their comic book counterparts. Well, until when when they became the MCU, when they came to the MCU, the comic books reflected it. So they didn't have um, the Guardians of the Galaxy actually wore uniforms, which they did reference in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they don't wear uniforms anymore, but they, right. they but. They felt like if they're they are a team, they should wear uniforms, and that's what they did. That's the mm-hmm. one thing difference. Um, Gamora is not in the um animated series. It's not in Avengers: Earth Minus Heroes. Right, uh, the roster is a little different. Yeah. So, it, but it's it is still great though. It, it, mm-hmm. You have to check it out. Um, Captain Marvel is in it. Um, Captain Marvel. You get both Captain Marvels, uh, Marvel and Carol Danvers. Um, Jennifer Hill, Commander Shepard, voices Captain Marvel. Which I think is very fitting. If you want a badass, a, a badass, you get Jennifer Hale, the voice of Shepard, to voice. You know, it, I was just admiring Jennifer Hale the other day just because I, I rewatched Avatar on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I forgot that she played a character in it, and I was just like, oh my god, like yes, and, and like I, this fits so well. And I love the fact that Avatar is coming back in um and in, um, in the sphere again. Yeah. And now we're getting to, the only thing I hate is the debate between who is better, Korra and Aang. Oh no, Aang, hands down. Like This is not a debate for me. I'm not taking part in this, but I will say this. Mm-hmm. Fight Aang, me on Twitter. Aang had um Avatar Lord, um previous Avatar, Kiyoshi, besides um Ozai. She was like, look. He can want you can want peace. The other one can want forgiveness. No, kill the fucker. That's who yeah. she was. Avatar. She's, she's like, uh-huh. no, kill the fucker. Yeah, she straight up was just like, do what you must. Like I would have straight up killed him. So was like I don't see the difference between that dude falling off the cliff and me actually killing him. Yeah, because I would have just straight up killed him. So I'm like, that is my avatar. Kyoshi. <laughs> yes, she is. I'm like. Everyone's like, who's your favorite avatar? Kiyoshi, but she's a spirit. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm at the point in my life where 
look, I'm getting tired of all these villains talking shit, and I'm getting help. What he, what um, Zuko's father did was fucking. He's using Earth Firebenders to raise the fucking Earth. Yep. That is the mo- right there with Thanos. Right yep. there with Trump. Level of fucked. All right. <laughs> do you remember the? Do you remember the feeling of watching all three seasons for the first time, and then the moment you're like, "How bad could it be?" And the moment you see Ozai like start a fire blast, mm-hmm. and that shit starts like a jet flame. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah. Like I remember watching that. I I refelt that same emotion rewatching it again. I was just like, "Damn, dude!" Like you can always look at these scenes on their own. Yep. But having the weight and context of the entire series behind that moment of just like holy shit, this is real danger, <laughs> like, know, like it 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 hits real hard, man. Yeah. It's just like damn. I know it's 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 a callback to um. So for me, I I saw I rewatched all three seasons numerous of times. By this point now, I just go for my favorite episodes. Uh uh-huh. I. I, I it's probably the fact that I don't like watching entire series anymore. Like I, normally around this time, I will rewatch X Files, Buffy, and Angel. Mm-hmm. Now, no, I, I, I need. I'm going for my favorite episodes on each show. Well, to be fair, like that, that I think on certain types of shows, it's a little easier to do that. Like, um, I th- for Avatar, it's for me, it's easier to go like, all right, I know the arc, the the one specific arc. Where they meet Toph and they go to that library. Now, here's the thing: that library with that owl is the scariest fucking episode ever. I don't care what anybody says. Dude, no, a lot of people would agree with you on that. Um, I wouldn't, but I know a lot of people that super would. Yeah, like uh, with that big ass owl just like imposing, like. Yep, and they wanted to keep Aang there. Yeah. Um, I'm, and it also got me thinking: How is that owl surviving living underground in that library? Well, it's like spiritual. It's basically half spiritual. It's gonna. It's it, it's like don't worry about it. It's magic. <laughs> um, and Toph, like she and she said, I'm on sand. I can't see. She's like, if it was anything yeah. different, I'm I can save Appa. She's like, if it's sand, I can't see. And do then, you realize? I'm sorry. What I was gonna say, and then the the storyline of Aang losing Appa, and then have to deal with it, and then have to travel throughout that desert. And when yeah. they, and they ate that cactus. Oh yeah. Everybody's like, "What's that reference to?" Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till yes, you, yep, yep. any kids stumble onto this portion of the podcast. White. Wait till you're eighteen. Wait till you're eighteen. Then then watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and then you'll get it. Yes. <laughs> Just, if you have parents who smoke weed now. Or any psychoactive, um, psychoactive um, paraphernalia, then you already know. But until then, wait till you're eighteen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, do you, do you also realize that like they like Avatar was really good at like sprinkling these moments of character development within like later seasons and everything all the time. Yep, and you, because there's that. Huh? I was gonna say, and you know why? That's what, why it's always that that tight and they have that great characterization. Dave Filoni. Yeah, dude. Dave Filoni, who created Ahsoka Tano, who created the Clone Wars, who is technically George Lucas' apprentice, 
um, help the two creators of Avatar and um, um, The Last Airbender and Korra. He helped. Mm -hmm. Dave Filoni um, helped spearhead um, the show. So that is why it holds up to this day. Yeah. Because it's like there's even that moment where like, like you said, you know how how Toph obviously carries that weight of like, like failure with her with the rest of the the series that she couldn't save Appa because she's like so torn up about it. Mm -hmm. But then later, like when they're on Fire Island, you see her like showing off to Aang, like, look at my my little representation of bossing say in the sand. And she's like all so happy because that entire time she like it's not in the forefront of any of the episodes, but the entire time that means she's still been like practicing getting better with sand so that way she doesn't fail like that again and then not to mention she learned uh, metal bending she freaking invented metal bending so she's she is the best she is the greatest earthbender in the freaking world so i i I, um i took a test i'm an earthbender apparently I, i fall between earth and water because i'm born in june so i'm technically water but I'm also at the cusp of earth bending, so I got two bending powers, bitches. Bro, I'm at freaking water right where I belong. I'm the freaking Southern Water Tribe. Water Tribe. Fuck the North. I'm going to South. Water Tribe. Water Tribe. <laughs> he walks away with the belt on his freaking like. Tribe. I know it's, it's, it's that whip and that whip and turn though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> And then I and everybody's like, no, Sokka. They're like, no, Sokka has the better character development than any besides Aang, Toph, and Zuko. And Zuko. He literally grew. Yes, he was still goofy. He grew through each season. Like, dude, even in the end, right? You realize he took out three, like, three meteor powered um, uh, uh, firebenders on the airship while his arm was broken on his back. And with only a boomerang. He lost his sword in the midst of the battle, but with a fucking boomerang. But they survived. <laughs> and he saved Toph from dying. And you must, did you, like, I don't know. I just think about all this stuff now, like rewatching it, especially rewatching it right now. It's just like, how freaky could, was that probably for Toph in her perspective? Yep. Because literally, she can't sense anything other than Sokka's hand in that moment. And she sensed like, oh, I am not on anything. I'm not on anything solid. Exactly. I'm literally in the air. Like, yeah, she, that's the one time she was actually legit freaking out. Yeah, because it's like she can't, she can't sense beyond what you know yeah. is the freaking airship. And then on top of that, Sokka's the only one who actually got some. Yep. Yep. Twice. He done got some. With, was the, it with, like... with the Moon Princess, and then with um Suki. Suki. Yep. So, and in that episode where they were trying to sneak into the tent. Oh, yeah. And everybody kept, like, everybody kept like, inter- um, interrupting, like, let yeah. Suko get his. Let, not Suko. Let Saka get his. It's like, cut, like just, just leave him alone. Leave him alone to the tent, all right? Because she was like. Everybody stop asking him questions. I remember when she was traveling with them. She was trying yeah. to get into the tent. And they was like, where are you going? She was like, oh, I'm not going nowhere. And she goes the opposite direction. And then they just yeah. had to go right into his tent. And he's like, you just see him, like. Posting. He's waiting. Yeah. What's up? I'm like, ah, oh, you fucking hot blacks. <laughs> like, damn. And then, hey, Zuko, he he had a he had a ride or die. 
when, yep. she, when she straight up like this, I'm more afraid of, I forgot who she said she was more afraid of. She, got, she goes, you miscalculated. I love Zuko more than I fear you. There you go. That's what it was. <laughs> she And then her uh, her friend, she was like, her first, when she knew Azula was going to do something, her first instinct, oh, I'm just going to. Tylee, like, I'm just going to, like, knock out your, your senses real quick. Now, those are right and die right there. Yep, yep. It's just like, damn, dude, like, she, like, he, he fucked her over, but at the same time, like, she kind of knew and kind of got it, where it's like, he had to do something, like, he had to go do his honor shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm still not gonna let you fucking kill him. Just, oh, yeah. just that show, everything about that show. Yeah. Like, I, we, we, this is, like, one of the most major tangents of all tangents we've taken, but for the love of God, if you have not seen Avatar, go watch it. And, and then you will understand why the fuck we love this show so yeah. much. And definitely go check out A Legend of Korra. Yes. Um, Legend of Korra is good. I don't want to let that miscommunication be out there. It is. Yeah. And anyone who bitches about the fact that Korra and... Oh, fuck. I forgot her name. Oh. Yeah. But the fact that Korra is, is, uh, is lesbian. Yeah. And I'm like, who cares? I'm like, that ending was nice. Yeah. I was like, they get the they get she gets to be happy. Like at the whole part of it, yes, they are the chosen ones, but mm-hmm. you see Aang dealing with it like he was like, I have to he's like, I'm thirteen hundred years old and I have to deal with this. Yeah. Cora's like she and you see the progression. She was like, I got this. And then she got her ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And she realized, okay, I need to be more level-headed. Yeah. It's like, I can't just charge into every situation. Like, she had her own, like, growing up to do as the Avatar. Yeah. It wasn't the same as Aang's journey, but it's like she had her own individual story, which is something that everybody can appreciate, the fact that they didn't copy themselves again. Yeah. And then I think which makes her great, well, gr- well, great, because she has to deal with more spirit world stuff than Aang ever had to. Yeah. So... It's if, a lot more like it's a lot more of a cosmic version. Yep. Or perspective, I should say. So if they do a third one, hopefully they do a third one. I would like to see So we got a kid, we technically got a teenager. Let's get an avatar at the end of their life. Like or an already established avatar, like doing like kind of like an expanded version of like Roku's story. Yeah. Going but to- obviously not Roku. So it would be it would be what? Would it be an Earth? So or a, it would be an Earth or a fire, no? So we got Aang who's air, Korra's water. I think Earth is next then, yeah. yeah. Earth uh, Earthbender. Like it's it's the four cycles. So it has to be Earth uh, Earthbender next. Yeah. Let get let's get one at the end of their cycle. Um not the end of their cycle. You know they're gonna die soon. So or they already they are they're an adult we don't need to specify their age um but let's make it more modern because core was right there in the steampunk age yeah in like the steam kind of like birth of the industrial age let's get one that's within the industrial age so you see most of that all that mysticism it's all ending mm-hmm and say, um, and now Zuko, Sokka, Aang, and Nakora, they're now mythical figures. They have statues, yeah. but they're like they're long since dead. Yeah. 
Um, I think it would be interesting to see. I mean, if you presented a story like that, right? Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see how maybe like an aging kind of like sage avatar at this point would have to deal with um, keeping like things like like the teachings of the old world, you know, the teachings of like spiritualism and crap like that, like in a changing world that is moving more and more towards technology and more towards um, like uh, human advancement rather than staying connected to like, you know, the the essence of what their version of earth was in general yeah you know what i mean maybe like it's even becoming even more prevalent despite what happened in Korra, that like there's less benders and all that kind of stuff yeah and maybe it's like maybe it could be a journey of like that older at the end near the end of his cycle um avatar trying to figure out how he can leave a lasting impression of those for like future generations to not lose it even though it seems like the world's losing it you know what i mean oh yeah i definitely do like that could that could be an interesting thing to explore in that universe. I would I would want to see something like that. Yep, and I definitely and there's I want to see more people of color. Yeah, I, I will. I, yeah. would, I would like to see more because this. How can I say it? There are it is it is it look like Avatar is mainly Asian, some white. Well, you get like theoretical Japanese, you get some white, you get like Middle Eastern in certain ways, and um, even like you know, Inuit and um, um, Alaskan, uh, like Alaskan, yeah, um, kind of stuff. It has to do more with the region, I think. But yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there's more than enough region to explore that. I know, or we can just move it into a different um, region. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, something we can write on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing but it'll be nothing but fan fiction to some people. <laughs> um, to... Anyways, um, the moving all the way back from the mother of all tangents. Eh, it was a good tangent. It was a good tangent. Um, Batwoman showrunner Caroline DeFries. I mean DeFries. Dries. I'm thinking about somebody else. Caroline Dries released a statement. Um. Now, if you don't know by the, all the way to this point, when Ruby Rose left Batwoman, we we all assumed they was going to recast Ruby Rose with another actress. Same role, same... Yeah. But a different look. But no, um, Dries um, has recently confirmed that Batwoman would not longer be Kate Kane. It'll be a different person. Now, I instantly thought, as a comic book reader, and who knows Batwoman... And the Bat World, um, they was gonna pick certain characters to f- who would fit that role of being Batwoman. This is not the case. They're going to cast the new character in the role of Batwoman. Uh, so she says, as a lesbian who's been working as a writer for the past fifteen years, I'm well aware of barrier gaze trope, and have no interest in participating in it. Dries wrote. That's why it's important to me as a showrunner to clarify the misinformation out there about Kate Kane and the recast of the Batwoman. Like you, I love Kate Kane. She's the reason why I wanted to do the show. We never erase her. In fact, her disappearance will be one of the mysteries of season two. I don't want to give away any of our surprises, but to our devoted fans, please know that LGBTQ plus justice is at the very core of what Batwoman is, and we have no intention of abandoning that. It's all well and good. 
And I and I definitely respect the reaction to coming out there. Um, she didn't have to come out there out herself. I don't think right. she has. She had to. But you you have a character who is a lesbian in the role of Harper Rowe. She started out as taking over Nightwing's title. You can easily well, we don't know what happened to Dick. We don't know what happened to Tim, Barbara, or Jason. We don't know Dick. We don't know. But you can say Harper Harper lived in Gar- Gotham and um and Bloodhaven, but you can have her Yes, I understand you don't um you can still keep the mystery of where, where Kate Kane is. Hell, they introduced Bruce Wayne in season um in the season finale of Bad Woman's. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's hush. Like they're using that comic book storyline, hush. Right. So the fact that we see hush is means we also then canonically should technically know what Bruce Wayne was saying. We now you get um just watch. There's a clip on YouTube. You'll see um how Bruce Wayne looks. Um, if you watch, have you ever seen the show Alphas? We're on another tangent. Have you ever seen the show Alphas on that used to be I, on the Sci-Fi Channel? I don't think so. No. It's the Sci-Fi Channel's answer to the X-Men. Okay. Uh, Mashallah Ali was on the show as a as a cop. Oh. Uh, uh, the actor who plays um, who's playing Bruce Wayne slash Hush. Um, he plays a dare who has Daredevil like powers except for he's not blind. Okay. And he was also <clears throat> this is a good one. If you watched Arrow season one. When Oliver comes back, the guy that um, Oliver's talking to, who was like mm-hmm. a friend of the family, he they recast him. But this is what the CBW does. They take an actor who was a character in one show who ends up becoming another character on another. Yeah, yeah, CW does that shit a lot. <laughs> so, but in, in the Flash's case, they didn't, they hired a movie actor to be the new Firestorm. So for here, they want there is an actress. They they look at it. Um, I forgot her name, and um, it would take too much time on the show on the show to look her up. But she was on. She's on Riverdale, actually. Wait, wait, who is she on Riverdale? Um, she played one of the serpents. Um, she's black. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I just don't remember her name. Um, yeah, she's she's um she's what's her name's girlfriend? I, I, it popped um, it popped into my head. Um, they were, they're looking at her to be the new Batwoman. Oh, cool. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Just, yeah, no, have, I don't either. Have her be Harper, be the live action interpretation of Harper Row. If yeah. it's, if it's the characterization of what this new character is going to be, she's, um, tech savvy. She's a bruiser. Um, she is a lesbian. She's a thief. So, which means she has a criminal past before she becomes Batwoman. That I think fits mm-hmm. Harper Row. That is literally what she who she is in the comic books. But here's here's a here's a question though, then um what if they're maybe doing it the way that they're doing it so that way they don't have to rely specifically on the comics. And that's or they don't have to constantly draw a comparison to the comic. And this is why I don't like the Arrowverse anymore. This is why I don't like any of the X Men films or any of the DC films. You have minus this, Logan, minus Logan, and and um, X two. I think you said yeah, X two. You if you don't rely on the source material, it's gonna be trash. 
I'm sorry. It it, it is. Bad Wolf. I mean, there's potential, but no execution. Yeah. The reason why Arrow works so well, yes, they did not use the source. They used loosely of the source material. Mm-hmm. But they drew a lot from Batman. Yeah, they super did. Yeah, they did. I was just like this. I remember the first time I was watching Arrow, I was just like, how is this not Batman again? Like, oh, okay. And then it it eventually became its own kind of like thing. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense now. But it's super heavy gave me Batman vibes in the beginning. And then that's when you got to season six of Arrow, when um, that crossover where Barry got Arrow's powers, which is just his Oliver's attributes, and but Oliver got Barry's powers. When Oliver, when Aaron Gotham, Oliver kept on saying, I'm the first hero in the Arrowverse. There is no such thing as Batman. He's literally running around saying that. Yeah. And then he sees the bat symbol, and then Barry's like, you sure you want to say you're the first hero now? <laughs> um, But they also made fun of the fact that, yes, we drew inspirations from Batman for Arrow. Hence why yeah. Arrow went against Ra's al Ghul, even though he, technically he did. But mm-hmm. he, that scene in season, I want to say four, when he went against Ra's al Ghul, if I remember where the hell the airplane where Oliver dis- defused the bomb, mm-hmm. that, that's where Green Arrow, that's where Green Arrow dies. Mm-hmm. So make it that which that's that's now that's my own nerd my own nerd tangent right there. But you're in tangent. But uh, you're The core of it is you don't use the source material, which is now by this point eighty years worth of source material through DC in general. Yes, Batwoman Kate Kane is only by this point 12 years old. She's she's only uh, her char- this character specifically a Batwoman is only about 12 years old. Oh yeah, that's not a lot at all comparison comparatively. But she has a wealth of of that 12 years. She has a lot of characterization mm. that you can do mm-hmm. for up to 5 seasons. But they, I don't know why for Bad Woman, they chose, all right. And it was already weird when Arrow already addressed it. Batman is missing. Wait, what? Like, where the fuck did Batman go? Yeah, like, he is the last person you would think just to up and quit. And then Bad Woman explained, um, oh, he killed the Joker, so he quit. Okay. Yeah, I already had problems with that. All right, he broke his code. Okay. All right. So like this is this is a post Batman universe, yeah, where Batman actually kills Joker, and he he's now in hiding, and you see no one in Gotham doesn't really care. You got rid of the fucking Joker, the worst villain of all time. You should not worry about it. Mm-hmm. No, he's gone, and now we now have a Bruce Wayne. So which means, all right, Batman is gonna be coming sooner or later. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. They have it's just it's not just the CW Fox when Fox was still a thing when they had the X Men. It's just the fact you don't if you don't use the source material and you only using you picking and choosing what to use. It doesn't matter if you're a comic book fan or not. You can tell that is it just not right. Yeah, because it's like you can't take a entire like narrative, pick out specifically the things you want to translate. And then try to piece together the narrative again from there. You're inherently already flying it 
because you're taking away moments that build and connect characters and then choosing to say, okay, I want to have these cool, awesome things, but not have to put in the same kind of, well, not necessarily the effort, but not put in the same kind of emotional or like character connection that you would have if you had the overall story together. Yeah. So it just, um, the, the preface, I'm not denouncing, um, Caroline, um, dries, um, her coming out and talking about burying gays. No, there are characters who are LGBTQ plus who fit being Batwoman. You don't, you can still keep the story. Kay Kane is somewhere missing. She's, she disappeared. She's out, she's mm-hmm. out there. But there's characters within the Batverse that fits the criteria of what she wants to be Batwoman. You don't have to create a whole new character, which so far fans are not 100% with. Watch it be like this character's awesome, and then in like three years, we're all <laughs> biting our tongues, being like, fuck, did you see that? True. And, and yes, <laughs> she could be an awesome character. It's just, we don't, and she just said it's misinformation. So, one, we don't know what she has planned. Right. So, we just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. That's just... That. Who knows? Maybe maybe they will make the character connection. Hopefully. We don't yeah. know. But that, um, for Batwoman, is more of a wait and see. Um, I'm definitely going to tune in for season two to see where they're going to go. Hopefully, they do get the actress from Riverdale um, to be Batwoman. We do need uh, more people of color as heroes. There's a lot of people of color superheroes out there within the DC universe that does not get they do. Yeah. Mainly and beyond that, static. I would say that she's like a good actress to portray that anyways. Yeah. But she's going to do a lot of action. Oh yeah. And one thing I'm not looking forward to is it shouldn't be called Ford. Oh, and actually no, I don't think they're going to do it anymore now. Batwoman versus Superman. Well, probably not. That they, they now have to redo their crossover. I mean, is that technically a blessing in disguise? They can still do it because you have. You can have. You can say she one. She's never been in the crossovers. Kate has. She hasn't. So, yeah. Hmm. It can still work. It could. Uh, uh, I don't want a bad woman versus Superman. Please no. Please don't. Wait till Melissa Bones comes back from her um, paternity leave so we can exactly. be Batwoman and Supergirl. Until then, it's on to like moving to bigger and better things. But um, we want to make note um, that, uh, like I said at the top of the episode, one of my favorite DC writers, Denny O'Neill, um, has passed away on... Actually, I don't have a date. He passed away recently. Yeah, within the past couple of days. In the past couple of days. Um, not trying to make make joke or make light. It's just I really did not have the, the, the official day of death. But um, he is definitely one of my favorite um, Batman writers. Um, he brought in the, mode, the dark, gritty. He had a hard task of wiping away the Adam West Batman. Yeah. Especially in comics, him and Neil Adams. Um, this was back in the 1970s, and they when they came out with this with um, this new gritty looking Batman, um, and the iconic gray and blue. Um, before we got the black and gray, 
um, later on in the years, he, he I'm like, I mean, come on. Like, he's iconic. He was a heavily influential person within the comic and movie industry and TV show industry. Um, he's um, one of his um, highlights is the Green Arrow um, Green Lantern stories, which we learned um, Speedy was a junkie. Right. And not the we're talking about the actual like direct comics. I think people know who <laughs> they listen to this. They know who Speedy is. Or I'm just, I'm just if, if you don't know who Speedy Red Arrow. Which they did use in Arrow, where Roy um, got too um, attached to the Miracuro serum. They gave him superpowers for some ungodly reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he also worked on he works he's, he also worked for Marvel for a brief stint. Um, he Shepard and Frank Miller who end up doing the uh, oh. Um, Born Again. There we go. Damn it. The most iconic Daredevil storyline was inspired by Denny O'Neill, by Frank Miller. Um, the Born Again storyline, which I'm assuming you have not read that either, right? No. Oh my god. Don't you have Marvel Unlimited? I do, so that means I can read it. Reborn Again. Okay. It, tra- it transitions um, from him wearing the red and yellow suit to the red suit. Ooh. Best damn um, com- um, DC um, Marvel Daredevil storyline of all time, and it's all thanks to Denny O'Neill bringing in Frank Miller into the um, Marvel universe. Wow! Um, but Denny O'Neill also created Rachel Al Ghul, Taya Al Ghul, Richard Dragon, Leslie Tompkins, um, who helped raise Bruce um, Azrael. Um, he's the reason why Tim um, Jason Todd is dead, and we got Tim Drake. Yeah. Um. Um, even though Marv Wolfman created Night Queen, he, uh, Danny O'Neill helped Shepard in to that point of him becoming uh, Dick Grayson, the Nightwing that we all know. Mm-hmm. But Marv, he also, Marv Wolfman do, did the most stuff. Mm-hmm. He also uh, created Ross, uh, Raish, and Talia Al Ghul. I just said that. Oh, sorry. No, I, you're right. You're right. I totally heard you say that just for some reason. I. <laughs> It's the delay, people. We got a delay going on. It's the delay. It's the delay. Um, he tackled drug addiction, racism, and other social ir- um, ills. Um, he he's done most things that most comic book writers are now doing today, and it's thanks to him. So, yep. Um, like I said before, I got to meet him in 2008 with uh, Marv Wolfman. Um, super, um, super cool. Um, he answered a lot of not only just my questions but fans' questions as well. It was a seminar on how to write um, characters, um, not only to make them interesting but just make them more complex than just your one note. This is the hero and this is their attributes and everything. It was like mm-hmm. make, make them like they're they're real. Mm-hmm. And also they talked about characters that they created, um, like Marvel Wolfman talked about how he created Cyborg, and that was just like like holy shit, he's given us the vault he's unlocking the vault mm-hmm. especially Danny and they talked about his the transition of making Batman that definitive Batman that's been used to this day so yeah thank you Mr. O'Neill for a wealth of comic books that um 
Some I do have, some I don't. Now I'm still looking for them. DC currently charging so much for these goddamn comic books. Yes. Thank you for your uh, your passion for it and your creativity and the the positive energy you've given out into the world because of it. Yeah. R.I.P. And now to our final topic of the day. Right now, hands down, I have to say this: PlayStation has won. The oh summer, yeah. PlayStation has won the summer of games. I, I mean, I wouldn't call it a comeback, but Jesus, it went from it went. So quickly from fuck PS5, they don't want to show a shit to holy crap, what are you gonna, what are you bringing to the table now, Xbox? But people are still making fun of PlayStation because of the look of their new console. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it like just my favorite thing so far is like been people put, uh, putting um, Kaiba's face on it. What? <laughs> from, uh, from Yu Gi Oh! No, I know Yu Gi Oh! I know Kaiba. I'm just saying, what? Like, they put his head on top of it? Because imagine his, his coat, right? No, I'm and, just there's, I'm saying, what? Like, in a way, like, why? 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 So instead of me saying why, I, I just say, what? Oh, yeah. I've seen a bunch of, of, of this crap already. Like, I saw somebody else put that on top of Cell from uh, Dragon Ball Z's head instead of, like, his thing on his face. I saw a Wi-Fi tower. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it happens. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, the console design is going to bring a lot of, like, hilarious stuff for the while. But overall, it's different. I'll tell you that. Um, I got to see it. Uh, I got to see it live. And right off the bat, and I was watching Angry Joe talk about it. Um, um, other Joe actually said it. Microsoft looked like a Zoom meeting. It really did. Yeah. Here, you, yeah. you had developers people who was able to get in front of the camera to actually speak to us um about their game the technical advances that they had with the DualSense controller and the technical advances that they were able to do under playstation studios um and within their own companies and then you see these games some are actual gameplay some are and they they even tell you right off the bat some of this was maybe gameplay some of this may not yeah, and they and they made sure to lower your expectations. But even if you did lower your expectation, it was your expectation has now blown up because they showed so much within that hour and fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. So yes, the the one misstep that goddamn Grand Theft Auto that could have been left at the end. Yeah. Or put in the middle between. But I kind of get why they did that first, though. Look. They could, or yeah, or it would have killed the momentum because in the middle they showed, uh, um, Kina, Kina, Bridge of Spirits and Volcano High. Goodbye, Volcano mm-hmm. High. They could at least put it in there right before Odd World Soulstorm. Yeah, just, that I'm that sure. one looked really cool. Cool though, like honestly, I would have been like, I would have been really underwhelmed seeing that one after that because I would have been already still hyped from that. Yeah, so here's the list of games. Thanks to GameSpot. Here's the list of games that was announced. Um, Grand Theft Auto V for the PS5. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Gran Turismo 7. Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. Project Ethia. Stray. Returnal. Sagboy, A Big Adventure. Destruction All-Stars. Kenna, like I said, Bridge of Spirits. Goodbye, Volcano High. 
Outer World Sword Storm, Ghostwire Tokyo, Jet the Far Shore, Godfall, Solar Ash, Hitman 3, Astro's Playroom, The Little Devil Inside, NBA 2K21, Bug <laughs> Snacks, Demon Souls, Deathloop, Resident Evil 8 Village, Pragman- or Pragmata, Horizon Forbidden Forest, then the console reveal itself. But we're gonna right now we're gonna focus on the games itself. Um, there was a lot. A there lot. was a lot of good looking I, stuff for me. I was not expecting all these games to be shown. Well, minus Grand Theft Auto, all these games to be shown. That's gonna be coming up between now and 2022. Mm-hmm. And that was the fact that most people didn't realize that there was gonna tell us. All right, this is when it's gonna be coming out. Yeah. These are our target years. This is when it's gonna be coming out, and we're on our way with it. I'm like. Holy shit. Damn. I mean, you're giving us so much information. Yeah, we went from we went from going through a drought to a flash flood. Yeah. And then starting right off the gate with Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh yeah. I'm 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 mad that it's gonna be a PS5 game. It's not because a, you it's can't not, I can't play it on the PS4. Because you're gonna have to A get the console and B wait for it. Yeah, it's but here here's the thing. It's coming out this year. Yeah. So which means Insomniac was working on this game since Spider-Man was done. Which means like like all that speculation and that crappy like info that we had even though it wasn't the info that we had, it was like this whole time they they were still working on it and they just had to stay quiet about it. Yep. And oh my god, it looks so good. The, it does. The, the neon lights compared to um bouncing off of Miles. That thing looks gorgeous. That thing looks amazing. Miles using his invisibility powers. His, his um and it's shocking. His um electro. I forgot the the official term, but his electro shock um powers. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit! It it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on that. And Phil Lord noticed it. He's like, nice. Brian Michael Bendis saw the video and he was just through the roof. So you do know we're going to get Miles' um, Into the Spider-Verse costume in this game. Oh, nice. And I want the actual comic book accurate Spider-Punk on Miles. Thank you. Because Spider-Punk <laughs> is black. He's not white. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, minor grape on that one. Um, I can't. I, I'm glad we didn't get a lot from it, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna see more of it later this year. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it was just enough. It was. I I think it was good. But oh my god, I have not been excited excited for Miles Morales ever. So and now now I am, gaming wise I am. Yeah. Just like movie wise, you're like eh. Yeah. Eh. Now, yes, I did not like Into the Spider-Verse. Everybody's praising it as the best Spider-Man ever. Fuck you, it's not. But the only reason why I like Spider-Verse is for one specific scene. The Doc Ock one. She said, Oh, the Doc Ock one? Yeah, she was like this. Yeah, my friends call me um, Olivia. But everyone else can call me Dr. Octopus. I was like, oh, shit. Captain, that was a good moment. That was a good moment. Captain Han delivered that line nicely. And when 
Peter, that I don't like that Peter Parker. All right, Jake Johnson. All right, you you voiced him very well. I'm sorry. I would have preferred uh, Chris Pine's Spider-Man to yours. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I, I get narratively why you needed to be used. I just don't want you. I'm sorry. I don't want you. But that his shock, like our shock, was just. But raining back into the um to Spider-Man. His web swinging is going to be definitely definitely different from Peter's. Um. His power set is going to be different. I just, oh, I hate. We hate. We have to wait a little bit longer to know what we're going to see. Yeah. Um, also from Insomniac. Right. I never been excited for a Ratchet and Clank game ever. Me neither. And then that changed. <laughs> this looked good. I was just like, what the hell, like. Man, I want to get into Ratchet and Clank now. What the hell? Like this looks awesome. I know this. It really looks great, and they and they also introducing a new character, um, the the revive the series. I'm just like, okay, Insomniac, you are once again show proving why you're one of the best. Like in like I would say Insomniac's like like it, but if I had to say that Insomniac was like, <laughs> for, for as ironic as it's gonna sound, sleeping on it a little bit. Uh, they are fully awake. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, um, here's the thing, though. Insomniac and Naughty Dog both came out. Jack Dexter for Naughty Dog. Insomniac was the first Ratchet and Clank. And I remember playing the hell out of Jack and Dexter. I love Jack and Dexter. While I feel Naughty Dog has lost their, um, what makes video games fun, Insomniac never did. Yeah. Yes, they had one misstep with Fuse. And um, I'll say Resistance Three, a little bit. But who doesn't? Who doesn't? You know, have a misstep. But they have been killing it with Ratchet and Clank. They killed it with fucking um, Spider Man. They Sunset Overdrive. They have been consistently good. And Ted Price, I trust. <laughs> um, Project Athea. We don't know much. About that it. looks really interesting to me, though. Like, I wanna, I wanna keep my eyes on that one. Um, I do know that Gary Whitta, writer of Rogue One and Book of Eli, helped write Project Ethia. Ooh. So, um, so this is something we're gonna keep our look, uh, um, look uh, eye on. Um, Stray from Annapurna is is saying where where humans are all dead. We're all gone. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Humans. But however. Cats are still <laughs> alive. I I love the concept. Um, so it reminds me actually of like a of a short from. Uh, did you watch? Uh, what was it? Love, Death, and Robots. Absolutely. On Netflix. I, I still haven't watched it. I will get to. There's it. a short that it heavily reminds me of in that. I I, I heard um everybody has told me about um especially that one. I'll get to it. <laughs> I know it got renewed for a season two. Like I said, I will get to it. I still haven't watched Stranger Things season two or three. I'll tell you this: it's really easy to digest because it's not full length episodes. Like I, I, I get it. I, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I'll do this. I'll watch it on my birthday. Ah! I'll omit watching Bad Boys for Life to watch Love, um, Love, Death, and Robots. I mean, maybe one friend. Yeah, sure. 
because I'm not gonna watch it tonight. I'm gonna probably watch. Re, um, I've been rewatching uh, that '70s show. Oh, nice. Still holds up. Still holds up. I'm. Uh, meanwhile, I'm. I'm going like down a level in my freaking anime nerddom right now. <laughs> so like, I I just rewatched all of Super, of Dragon Ball Super. Okay. So so now I'm for the first time watching uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, which is a short, a short uh, run, a very short run after Super concluded that uh, Konami. I'm sorry, that Bandai licensed with uh, Toei to make short uh, animated cartoons based off of the arcade video game series that they had for Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Where, like, basically, basically, it's like a fantasy fulfillment thing where you can see in an animated form uh, Goku, Goku Super Saiyan 4 from GT fight Goku wow. uh, Super Saiyan Blue from Super. And, like, different enemies that for otherwise would never be able to fight each other other than, like, in a video game setting. Like, this is what that is. Like, animated fights like that. Interesting. Continuing on. Eternal. <laughs> um, is developed um, by, which is mainly an arcade-focused um, company, House Marquee. Um, this one is, like, it's, like, Dead Space meets Control from, from what I got a look of it. Um, normally I'm not big into horror games. Well, I have played Dead Space. And I have played Resident Evil 1. On the, yeah, but on that the still doesn't stage. constitute into them. Those are those are two games that I would argue that a non-horror core gamer would still have probably ostensibly played depending on their, like, preference. Here's the thing, though. We all know my preference is not horror-based games. But if right. I, if I was going to play one, I would... I would go back to play Dead Space. Okay. Because that is because it's. I love outer space. You put that's why I actually want to play Prey because I heard that was actiony but still horror. Still. Horror I game. just started Prey. Um. I like outer space. People, if you know, if you know me, if I'm a, if y'all don't know, I'm an artist that likes to employ, um, outer space in in an abstract way. Desi in. Um, so seeing Returnal and it's definitely sci-fi infused. So, and it's on an alien planet. So you see the on um, the protagonist reliving. It's like, um, fuck Groundhog's Day. But I think that's why they use the the term Returnal. Uh, it's like Groundhog's Like you keep Day. going back to a specific, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely down to play whenever I get a PS5. Yeah, that that looked like it was going to be super interesting. I definitely want to try that. Uh, games that I'm omitting because I'm not going to talk about them. Sackboy, Big Adventure, Destruction All-Stars. Meh. I mean, I'll, prob I'll probably end up playing Sackboy. Okay, that's all you. Um, <laughs> Kina... Just because I really loved Little Big Planet. Well, up until the second one, I didn't really bother with the third one, but I did like the first um, Kina Bridge of Spirits. It looks very interesting. Um, I give it that. Despise it's cute. Um, it's Pixar like cute cutesiness. Um, but this is from a indie developer, um, Ember Lab. Um, and the fact that it's two and I like the fact that they said uh, people of color getting to do. It's not a triple A. I don't think it's a triple A title, but the fact that they showed that 
people of color can do this and is showing that that we not we because I'm not a developer of all of any means but it is showing that people of color do make video games that is not just white people across the board it's just people of color also doing this as well and I like the fact that they put them these two brothers at the forefront showing up their game and you can tell they're proud of it too well you go to Microsoft they just like like I said a zoom meeting Damn it. Um, next up, Goodbye Volcano High. Hmm. <sighs> this game looks like Life is Strange, but with dinosaurs. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about when I saw the trailer. <laughs> now, nothing's, not, not, not the same thing wrong with that. There no, for times. the record, I still super want to play it. I'm just saying that's the vibe I got. I think, and, and I got, um, Looking at this, I think it's for a niche art, a niche audience. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you got to be into that kind of like, like, slice of life video gaming, I guess. Yeah, and the fact and the animation, I I, I do like the animation because it does remind me of Fully Cooley. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the animation style. We're definitely. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. See another anime reference for you bitches. Ha! It's two for two. Damn. It. The fact that you even called it fully coolly and not FLCL. That those are for the hipsters. Right? Those are the hipsters that do that shit. I know. That's why it's like you can tell when somebody says that and you're just like, what the fuck? I, <laughs> I, I do like, you said that I had that look on my face like the fuck you just said. No, but that's what I mean. Exactly. That's the reaction you get when I hear somebody say that. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> Like like where is um Where's Rukia? I want her weapons so I can beat the shit out of this person. Another one. That's from Bleach. Call at your boy. All right, next Damn. up. Oddworld Odd Soul Story. Raised on Toonami represent. Sorry. Yep. Uh, yeah, that game looks awesome. <laughs> God damn. Oddworld has been out since I was a kid. All right? A kid. We still really? Doing these yes. It's, this game is, this is the longest franchise of all time. I've never heard of this franchise. You never heard of Oddworld? No. You don't remember Oddworld AIDS Exodus? No. Oh my god. No, straight up when I saw that I was just like, what is this? I had no idea. Wait, this is a thing? It, it's a thing. It is it is a literal thing. Wait, does that mean that I have to learn about this thing before I play this game? Yep. Uh, okay, no. I mean it looks cool. I'm down it get like the only thing that it reminded me of, and now I'm wondering, is does that mean it's like similar source material maybe no it's not no um, it's super not but like the only thing it reminded me was of do you remember that movie that elijah wood was in as a voice called um nine or something like that number nine yes i have it right here in front of me on my shelf fuck yes yeah no that it gave me heavy vibes of that mixed with like um uh that, um, it gave me vibes of that mixed with battle for terra for some reason lore landing um, when he when he created uh, Odd World, he wanted that it's a dark, it's really is a dark world, but it does have humor in it. So yeah, the, those comparisons with Nine and I, I will say Nine and Paranorman. You have okay. You have it's dark, but it also has some humor in, injected. Yeah, it. yeah, it's got very grim humor. Um, so it's the fact that you know about Odd World, definitely look up some gameplay videos on YouTube. 
No, I'm dead serious. I've never heard of this before. I'm so gonna look into this. Yeah, it, this has been uh, this is uh, I wouldn't say as old as I am, but it has been out since I was like in middle school to now. Okay. It, it has been in develop. This has been in development for years, and it hasn't been an Outworld game since I want to say the the PS3 era. Damn! Um, but even then, I still never heard of it back then. What the fuck? Right. Um. I must have been under a rock on this one. I'm dead serious. This is the first time I've but, ever heard of this franchise. But here's the thing, though. You was mainly an Xbox gamer. That's true. When I was younger, it was definitely... I was a lot more Xbox. I didn't get a PS3 until near the end of the PS3 life cycle. Before that, I was like, I was mainly an Xbox gamer. Yeah, that's super true. Oddworld was mainly PC. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, Nintendo and then PlayStation. Okay. So it was, it was around that I have I don't think it ever made I don't think it was ever ported to the Xbox. Okay. That would make sense. Um we got um next up we got to see more of Ghostwire Tokyo. I thought it was third person, but it looks like it's first person. Yeah. Um it, it's it's still um, um it's still and I think it's um I want to say it's horror based, but it's super actiony though. I would say more suspense or thriller in that yeah. case. But we'll let them decide what it is because we, we, this is awful what we're looking at. It, it still looks great. Mm-hmm. It's still uh, something I would more like. I would more likely play. And since this is technically coming from Bethesda as well, but also um, Tango um, GameWorks from Japan and associated with Bethesda. So I, I was not learning that is from Bethesda as well. And it's in first person, kind of makes sense. Um, but as someone who's as myself who replayed Outer Worlds three times, still waiting on that DLC, Obsidian. I understand we're in a pandemic, but uh, Microsoft is showing you short shit. Um, <laughs> I'm still waiting on that DLC. I love how quickly, like between when Outer Worlds came out and how like fanboy you went over it, like that. That is basically exactly the same time yeah. like there was no overlap yeah. <laughs> um this is developed by the super brothers um jet the far shore um we see it's just um it's just a, a world where it's dreary but a rocket fires into space shows a series of satellites that hold some sort of future for the planet hundreds of years later a small ship flies to a much more vibrant land uh it's you have to look at the video. It's hard to describe. Yeah, it felt like... I don't know. It gave me No Man's Sky vibes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I really wanted to get into No Man's Sky, but I never did. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, if this is something similar to that, where it's going to be, like, more an explore, like, you know, calm, exploratory kind of thing. But it's on Game Pass, though. Don't yeah. Miss, no Man's Sky is I... on Game Pass, so if anyone wants to experiment, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I might have to check it out. I wanna I wanna see it. Um, Godfall. We actually now got to see gameplay, um, which we didn't get to see. We just saw a trailer um, last year, mm-hmm. right? But um, we get to see gameplay combat. It's it looks like Borderlands, but you can actually fight this in third person. Kind of, yeah. It, I I didn't I didn't think Borderlands when I saw it, but it's made I by Gearbox. See- uh yeah, it's gonna be like so. It's it's a loot. It's a Luke hack looter hack and slash loot and shoot. You know, it's not loot and shoot. It's hack and slash looter. 
with supernatural oh. and science fiction elements. I yeah. You know what? I I I have not had my fill of fantasy yet. So maybe this would be a good way. And that's coming from somebody who's like in two different D&D campaigns right now. Yeah. <laughs> um the next up which is I love the visuals of this and I know of Hyperlight um Drift. Um same company has made that has are making Solar Ash and once again the the look of the game looks just as fucking spectacular as the, um, their previous title Hyperlight Drift. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely gonna pick it up. I'm re-download Hyperdrift um, um, sometime soon, but not too soon because I still got a list, long list of fucking backlogs that I haven't fish, finished yet. I'll say this with with this entire announcement and all these game and uh, lineups, I did not see a single one that made me think that does not look next gen worthy. And speaking of next gen worthy, I've never been into a Hitman game, but Hitman Three looks fucking gorgeous. Right? Fucking right? I was surprised. I was just like, what is this movie trailer? Oh shit, it's not a movie trailer. What the fuck? And then the the fucking music they had with it. I'm if the score is just I'm I'm the game is gonna be the new Hitman um franchise has been very well received from fans. And this Mm -hmm. is now the final one in their in their game franchise. But holy hell. And it's coming out this January. Yeah. So it, it it relatively soon. Holy shit. The game looks is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Definitely check out the gameplay trailer. But you um, know which one I'm most honestly excited about? What? Horizon Zero. Or not Horizon Zero. Um Horizon, what's the new subtitle now? It is Forbidden West. Forbidden West, yes. That looks I've it's on Horizon Zero Dawn is on my list of games that I on my backlog list of games Man, to play. You gotta bring that up to the front because I had so much fun with that game. I have not had that much fun with a single player like closed campaign game in such a while. But I haven't. Uh, here's the thing: she's um, Alloy is going to be on the list because I still haven't finished Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, but you're almost there. You're 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 another weekend or so away. Yeah, and I still haven't finished Batman Arkham Asylum, and I still haven't finished Dragon Age Inquisition. True, but I mean, he, I, I would, I would argue that okay, fine, finish Batman, uh-huh. but I would, I would argue, I would petition to put that before um, Dragon Age, only because you play Dragon Age a lot. You I know what you got to do. I don't care. I'm gonna play Dragon Age. Damn it. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like Horizon's worth it, man. Horizon's worth it. I, I would definitely like, get it's to it. fucking I, fun. It it really is fucking fun. I would I, not be saying that if it wasn't. I would get to it because I also have control. Like I, I like to think of it kind of like. Damn, how do I think of it? It's like a better, way more interesting version of Far Cry. And here's the thing: I've never been into Far Cry. Yeah, but this, like, okay, maybe that's not fair because like I immediately draw certain parallels. But when I say like Far Cry, I mean like, like what you wish that you were able to get from the roaming environment system from Far Cry mm-hmm. is what you get in Horizon Zero Dawn. But the gameplay and the story is so much better and more compelling. Because uh, all right, I'll give it a chance, but it has to. You'll have to. Um, Alloy will have to wait. <laughs> All right, I'd say just do it before this this next one comes out because this next one is gonna I think is gonna be like one of the main things I want to play on my PS5 first when I get it. Okay. 
And this episode run a little bit long, so we're gonna end this almost end this off. Um, we got Pragmata. We also mentioned um, this one is also it's also another uh, horrifying natural disasters that has wrecked the world. We see a man in a spacesuit. It's from Capcom. It looks super weird. Um, I was I was super confused that one. That trailer, you see him on the, on the moon with that little girl. It's like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, you'll be on 2022. Okay, just just go. Go Capcom. Um, but Capcom also showed up. And here's the thing. I was sitting on this because, because we was going to talk about um, the leak for Resident Evil 8. The leak, everything in that fucking leak was fucking true. Damn. We got Chris Redfield in the trailer. Ethan has re- Ethan and his wife from Resident Evil Seven returned. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're in the village, like the fucking um leak said. Village. Um, the question the questionable act on Chris Redfield is he is he evil? Is he corrupt? What is going on with Chris Redfield? Um, the main character being thrust upon the fact that we're gonna see. The main character from Resident Evil Seven, how he looks, is also apparently is going to be in the game, which we technically is a blinking you miss, you, in a cutscene you actually see him besides seeing Chris Redfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so holy shit, and I didn't even, I had to rewatch it because I didn't see, I did not see the Resident Evil tag. All I just saw was just um the village, and I was like, uh-huh. whoa, what the fuck? Is well, this? that well, that's why like the tag was the V. I I I for no, the eight. Here's the thing though, I looked up and I saw the word village. When you keep on watching the video, you see Resident Evil pop up. Uh-huh. I kept on looking up and down because I was on my phone writing shit down. Mm. Not on my phone, on my on the on the on my computer. Looking uh-huh. up, looking up um getting us ready for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um Arcade Studios um made Death Loop. Um, it looks very interesting. It's a first-person stealth game, which I'm out. I had to deal with that in Deus Ex Machina. I am not doing... I mean, not Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex. I am not doing it again. No. No. All right, so I'll bring you the stealth coverage. (laughs) Fuck you and your stealth. (laughs) No. So, did you... So, wait, have you ever played... Yeah, you have... No, no, you haven't, actually. Um... So, what was your fighting style like in Assassin's Creed 1 and 2? Or 2? Oh, no. Those, I try to stay stealth. But when we got the Brotherhood, fuck that shit. You're just like, I'm just gonna, like, swing on everybody. Mm-hmm. But like I like, said... Like, fuck the stealth. Deus, playing Deus Ex forced me to go stealth. Yes, you had the choice. And, like, and I did try to go run and gun, and it didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work. Horrifically, it didn't fucking work. So it forced me to go stealth. That's why I do not like stealth games. That's why I never played Metal Gear Solid. Because mm. I, I don't like being forced to do stealth. That's why I'm like, I hope Spider-Man don't have... Once again, I hope Spider-Man doesn't have <laughs> stealth missions. We had that shit in Spider-Man um, on the 2018 Spider-Man. I don't want it on Miles Morales. Even though he does have invisibility, I bet you... Yeah, there's, you're... There's going to be a you're asking for a lot. But here's the thing, though. I know there's going to be a time limit on how to use his stealth. Mm-hmm. 
like he, he we won't be able to use it all willy nilly. No, we're gonna yeah. be we're gonna be like limited to when when we can use it. Yeah, I know I asked him a lot, but for this one, skip on Death Loop, skip on Demon Souls. I don't play I, games. I played a Demon Soul S game, which is the Fallen Order. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be all over that Demon Souls. Yeah, that's all. You. <laughs> and if we if we're gonna do reviews in the, in the next few years, Let, let's just say that we're diversifying. Yeah. Uh, Buzz Snacks is from the developer of Octodad. Um, yeah. <sighs> I didn't like Octodad, and, and th- this was a pass. Yeah, I didn't bother too much with that. Um, Little Devil Inside is an adventure game with a unique aesthetic. Um, it's with mystical creatures. Um, it's mixed with um, stealth, but with um, exp- stealthy exploration and combat um, while hunting in the wilds with um, hunting dragons. That I don't mind. You need to be stealthy to go against a dragon. Even if yeah. your dog agrees. You have to be stealthy. <laughs> Going against a dragon. Tell that to my D and D party. Because if you go in willy nilly, even in D and D, you go in and willy nilly, you get you, you y'all being charred. Yeah, I, I swear, we almost died that fight. Noobs. <laughs> hey, we lived. We all lived. We beat the dragon. Barely. Right? Hey, but we lived and we beat the dragon, and everybody was still rezzed and at full health by the end of it. So I'd say we were pretty successful, but still. Like, our, literally, our, like we were trying to talk with it, and our barbarian walks in and says, you're fucking stupid, I hate you, and let's kill you. And that initiated the fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, as we're trying to negotiate with the dragon. <laughs> you ain't gonna do The dragon's gonna be like, bitch, please. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's kind of where it was going anyways, but either way, it was just like, yeah, we should just totally stealth this. And at the end of this, Sony literally came on everyone. It was like, oh, we was just teasing you. We was getting you all nice and juicy. Nice and wet. Mm-hmm. And uh, now just... just... Just blew their load on everybody. And they show the PS5. Yes, there are memes out there. Go on Reddit. Go on Tumblr. Go on Twitter. And they're out there, but holy shit. They not only showed the disc version, they showed a digital version. They showed an HD camera, headset, a remote, the damn controllers, more controllers than the, besides the DualSense. Like, but they did say um, soon they will give a price, um, a price and a release date for the PS5. But that's coming later within the summer, where they're gonna show more games than what they already showed here, and that's like, like wait, you already showed us the console. You already in the start of the year you showed us the controller. February you showed us the specs. You told us it's gonna be backwards compatible, and now you showed us everything that you say, and you, there's still more to go. It's 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 mind boggling. Yep. Well, it's not mind-boggling. It's a good tease. It's unexpected. And and it's and impressed. And like you said, like you mentioned earlier in the episode, they delivered what we wanted. We've been waiting patiently and angrily 
to show us something. They not only showed us something, they literally... First of all, they was respectful on the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And they they gave, pushed their thing. They pushed everything and they said we need to focus more on um, people of color, especially specifically black people and the injustices that we go through. Much respect on Sony and PlayStation for that. And then they gave us this. A like it's it's like it's like it feels like man you know this obviously this last console generation was pretty much run by sony yeah yeah there, there's like you sony, can argue it all sony, you want sony and nintendo though but sony and sony and nintendo like xbox kind of started falling by the wayside with this console race this whole time the lead has been in, in xbox's favor and to me it's kind of felt like you know like when you're fighting with your significant other and you're just like waiting for them to apologize and you're just like kind of getting angry that it's like, wait, like they haven't said anything. Like, am I the wrong one? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, PlayStation comes back, walks through the door, and is just like, you know what? I was the, I was just standoffish this whole time because you know I was nervous that I was going to give you all this good stuff, but but I didn't know how to say it. And it's just like, you know what? I I forgive you, PlayStation. I forgive you. Get back in here. Get your shit back in the house. <laughs> That's a weird analogy. Yeah, I'm a weird guy. Yeah. We are <laughs> but um holy crap it's just it, it's literally a lot they gave and I do hope there is a black version of the console <laughs> does it come in black I saw that I saw that <laughs> I thought of that before those damn memes came up yeah I know that was one of the first things I was thinking too I was just like alright this is cool but there's gonna be a black version right like there's and- <laughs> but the the aesthetic and the the LED light um pulsing blue off the white looks fucking good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at it at all. Like I'm already picturing like how it's gonna look in my house. That's the one thing they're like, oh well, it's supposed to look at home, and it's like, yeah, but like maybe your home, like my home don't look like that. <laughs> like I need, I need to um yeah I, I know like I I kept on saying. Um, we say we're not on this episode. We're not recording. That I need to set, change my uh, gaming setup, and I think and I know for sure I need to change my gaming setup now because the way how the Xbox Series X looks and now we know what the PS5 looks. We, they need to be standing vertical. They need to be standing vertical, and they can't be boxed in where they can get clogged up with um dust, which will con- need constantly clean. Yeah. Um, we did get a question: Is the PS5 going to be backwards compatible? We did mention briefly it is going to be backwards compatible. Um, certain PS4 games will be able to be played on the PS5, so which means free upgrades to certain games. Uh, we now know for sure um, Red Dead. Um, apparently, Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm hearing rumors of Red Dead Redemption 2 and Spider-Man um, are going to be upgraded to um, to the PS5. Cyberpunk already mentioned earlier in the year that it's going to be upgraded to the PS5 very soon, um, probably by 2021. So they, I guess they want gamers to play it on the PS4 this year before going into the next year. So to answer that question for our, or for our listener, the, um, yes, the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible um, with certain PS4 games. But, um, well, I mean, um, confusing myself. The PS5 <laughs> is going to be backwards compatible. But I think um, 
like the P- like the Xbox, they're going to be relying on PlayStation now. Probably. Because that's why um, Xbox was in relevance in this console cycle. They had Game, um, game Pass. And I can admit, having a, being a Game Pass subscriber, I'm $14 a month. A library of games. I legit now have over 200, 200 games. Yeah, like they, they did succeed in what they were setting out to do. You'll always have something to play. It's like, all right, like it may not be exactly what I'm thinking of, but it, it does give me a lot of shit to play. Yep, and, I'm, and I know, um, and out of the two, I'm not going to get PlayStation now. Unless they have certain games that I want, I'm never going to get PlayStation now. With every- Honestly, if they keep pumping out exclusives and they keep putting the exclusives on PlayStation now, I'll probably get it for that reason. But here, here's the thing: Xbox um, Game Pass, when Streets of Rage came out, it was immediately available on Game Pass. Yep. I burned through four levels, and that is that is a game you cannot play on your own, like the original Streets of Rage. You need a partner. I'm just saying. You need a. You want to play Streets of Rage? <laughs> hey, I don't mind getting down on some Street of Rage right now. Well, not right now. <laughs> I, I, my food's getting cold, and so we're no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like Streets of Rage in general, yeah, like Fuck shit, I'd be yeah. there. Let's go. And oh, Limited Run Games is finally shipping my damn PS4 version. Thank you, Limited Run Games, for taking Ooh. damn near two months to give me my copy of Streets of Rage Four for the PlayStation. The one that you pre-ordered, to yeah. be fair, yeah, and paid off. But the only upside to it, they give me free soundtrack, but I don't have a CD disc drive on this damn PC. <laughs> Modern problems. And I don't want to take apart the fucking PC to put in a fucking CD drive. <laughs> God damn it. But, um, yeah. See, what you gotta do is go, is take your ass down to the swap meet and go buy yourself like a, like a, like a freaking disc man somewhere. Nah, I have my PlayStation. I can uh, play it on my PlayStation or my Xbox. You know, come on, this is just there you awesome. go. But um, yeah, this is our episode for the day. Um, just thank you for everybody for listening. Yep. Yeah, um, I was oh, fuck. I forgot about housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> our housekeeping for um this coming week, this past Wednesday on June tenth, we did our DC animated movie verse in review. That was. Justice League Thrones of Atlantis. Um, next Wednesday, oh, it's coming up Wednesday, we'll be doing Batman vs. Robin and the DC animated short. Well, it's canon, but it's not very publicized as much. It's a tie-in. It's a tie-in. But it's a tie-in. It's Nightwing and Robin. They're a little mini-adventure. Um, so far, I will tell you this now, none of the DC films minus two will get a five out of five. Uh, from him from me because i am not a fan of the new 52 and we get one and we get uh, from one animated feature down is um these new 52 as characters but story is dc classic but as far as that that limit goes for him throne of atlantis still though stone of atlantis um i can give us a spoiler spoiler it got a four out of five from me so check out why we say that on uh, on our episode of us reviewing it on SoundCloud and on Spotify, and it was a very roundabout way getting to that goddamn it to the goddamn four out of five. So yeah, first off, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we're but we're trying. We're reviewing. We don't normally. I don't normally review. I haven't reviewed anything in like I want to say ten years. It's a it's a good way to get get us into the review kind of mood, anyways. And getting me back into the swing of things. I used to do movie reviews. I used to do gaming reviews. So mm-hmm. and TV. So I, I is is this is helping me getting back into it, but more vocal. Exactly. More vocally than actually writing it. And it's actually giving me an opportunity to practice it more because I, I don't have nearly as much experience as you do doing that. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it. Relearning that said experience. Though. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Relearning and learning. There you go. It yeah. works. But, so um, if you guys want to learn with us or relearn and find out about some cool-ass content, check us out. Yep, yeah, and coming soon to Stitcher. We're still working on that. Well when we get the chance to talk and work on that because no no no, yeah coming soon to stitcher oh my god 2020 you are a bitch (laughs) and with that we're gonna yeah no go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say it just just think of this at least hopefully how nice will it feel at new year's eve 2021 to say goodbye to fucking 2020 you know what all i'm gonna say is how can we make this worse? Don't don't say that, because I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen. 